Get your day started with a breakfast full of positive music, fun, inspiration and so much more. Rise and shine with Felon DJ. Weekday mornings on Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention to one of the very, very significant developments this week. And that is a split in the Anglican Church in Australia. And it comes down to all of the controversy that has been going on ever since the marriage debate a few years back now. There'll be Anglicans who understand that there are challenges ahead. Will they stay or will they change or go? Bill Muhlenberg's been reflecting on the developments this week. Bill's back with us. Hi, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Many thanks again, Neil. Bill, when churches start to go in different directions, there is a split. Uh, We've talked about the sorts of moral reasons why you might take one side and not another. But there'll be an awful lot of hurting people in the Anglican Church today, given the events this week. Uh, They'll be saying, do we stay or do we go? Yeah, well, this has uh, been bubbling along for a while now. As you say, certainly, well, for years, perhaps decades, in terms of the debate over homosexuality, same-sex marriage. But as I wrote uh, three months ago, and we might have even chatted about this at the time, there was this uh, vote in which the Sydney Diocese of the Anglican Church basically lost on the issue of affirming the biblical teaching on marriage. So back then in that piece, I said it, well, I quoted some Anglican experts. I'm not Anglican, but I quoted some who are and uh, said, look, a, a, a split is looming. It's probably just a matter of time. And well, that's exactly what has now happened on Sunday in Canberra. The uh, conservatives, the biblical Christians in the Anglican church who are not happy with this direction the others the progressives are taking decided they will uh, split away from the australian anglicans and align themselves with uh, well this global uh, movement called gafcon uh, which is uh, basically a collection of the more conservative uh, churches around the world and um, they true to uh, scripture all along. In fact, it's been mainly those in Africa who've been part of this group. It's Well, it stands for the Global Anglican Future Conference. And they've been, yeah, standing strong all along, mainly with the uh, African Anglicans, not bowing down to the Western uh, debauchery and apostasy. So effectively, uh, Uh, The Australian Anglicans, who are still true to the gospel, are saying we're going to align with GAFCON and not with our brothers and sisters here in Australia as part of the church. So, yeah, interesting development. And this is worldwide, uh, Mm. and hence the alignment with GAFCON, uh, so an alignment with the African version of Anglicanism. And so this sort of division, it's been happening all over the world. And as you say, this has not been just something of just recent times. It's been brewing along over even decades. Yeah, well, that's right. It's, uh, well, mind you, in my piece that I wrote on this, 
I actually quoted one ex-homosexual, Joe Dallas. In fact, I included him in my book, Strained Relations, which I penned over a decade ago, and I liked what Joe Dallas had said. He wrote this actually about 31 years ago, and he said, the debate over homosexuality and the Bible, specifically whether or not the Bible condemns homosexual acts in all cases, will do no less than rip the body of Christ apart within the next decade. It will force believers to declare in black and white terms where they stand on issues of sexuality and biblical interpretation. So, yeah, a lot of people a long time ago could see where all this was going, and many of us, I, I said in my books and articles, many others, that really the target of all of this activism is, at the end of the day, the churches, because the Christian church is the one that is the most strong for biblical morality and sexuality, so the homosexual activists have always known that we can't just target the schools, the media, judiciary, and so on, which they did very well and very effectively. But they knew at the end of the day, challenging the churches and subverting the churches from within, uh, white anting, I guess is the Australian term for we call them termites, but uh, it's a, really a way of destroying the church within. So you get uh, leaders in the church actually questioning what the Bible has taught for thousands of years on these very issues. And Bill, worth saying that neither you or I are Anglican by the way of our uh, denominations. So looking in on the Anglican church from the outside and having a level of compassion for people who are within the Anglican church and faced with a very difficult challenge, stay or go, fight or flight. Uh, what are your thoughts on a biblical foundation for how you might make an assessment for how you might see this through? Yeah, well, certainly not just the Anglicans. Of course, all kinds of churches in the West have been splitting on this, Lutherans, Presbyterians, even Baptists, even here in Australia. We've got uh, some Baptist pastors and some movers and shakers within the Australian Baptists who are fully on side with the homosexual agenda and same-sex marriage. So, yeah, it's not just the Anglicans, but Scripture and church history, as I say, has already discussed this. On the one hand, we've got the big brush issue that Christian unity is important and it should be maintained where possible. But on the other hand, another major biggie is Christian truth. We can never have unity at the expense of truth. Uh, so we need to try to work at both as best as we can. We want to try to keep the church together, but we never want to minimize biblical truth, whether basic doctrine or Christian ethics. Those have to be affirmed. Otherwise, unity for the sake of unity, it's just going to cause more harm than good. So again, in church history, we see a uh, whole... Uh, denominations splitting apart. It could be Christian educational institutions splitting apart, seminaries, Bible colleges. We'd see it happening often. And of course, Scripture itself speaks to those where Paul, for example, says, warn those who would seek to cause division. 
Right. The other side likes to say that we're being divisive. Uh, no, you know, we're just staying true to Scripture. It's these renegades, these apostates who are coming along and say 2,000 years of New Testament teaching has obviously been wrong. We're going to throw it out. God obviously didn't know what he was talking about when it came to human sexuality and marriage. So we have to correct God in the Bible. So guess who's causing the division there? It's certainly not us who are remaining true to the word. Although it'll be very interesting to see, but... uh which movement is breaking away? It's not so much the same-sex marriage movement breaking away as it is the the conservatives who are maintaining a biblical view of marriage who are, in this case, the breakaway movement, or at least that's the way they're being characterized. No yeah. doubt uh, there'll be all sorts of controversies over property ownerships and such things, and that's something that could even be fought out uh, Uh, either in their high-level gatherings, meetings, official uh, decision-making bodies, or even the courts. Uh, Those sorts of things could be ahead. Well, certainly could be. And again, they've happened in the past. Uh, As you say, in this case, it was the conservatives breaking away. Uh, At other times, the real deal believers stayed and fought, and they won, and the renegades had to go and leave for some other pastures. Uh, Well, I suppose you could say there's a third option. Sometimes the white anting is successful and you effectively destroy a whole church or denomination. So yeah, in this case, in the interest of being true to the gospel, uh, the conservatives were forced effectively to break away. And yeah, there may be all these fights over property and finance and so on, which often can rear its ugly head. But we would again say, who was the cause of this? Who started all this in the first place? So it's a sad when churches split, but it's sadder when the Christian gospel is attacked and biblical ethics are trashed. There are no doubt lessons to be learned, and Bill, from those who are not Anglicans, and I mentioned that we're not, uh, there is a temptation for some, no doubt, to look with some level of condemnation. Can't they get their act together? Isn't uh, unity Mm -hmm. something that they should be all striving for? Uh, There's a sense here in which there are lessons to be learned, and everyone, no matter what denomination they're in, needs to perhaps look and see uh, what happens when this sort of division takes hold. Yeah, absolutely. And I recall teaching at Bible colleges 10, well, 20 years ago, you know, all kinds, uh, charismatic Bible colleges and other kinds. And I told them then, 20 years ago, hey, you're going to deal with this as well. You're going to have to face this matter. You can't You can't just pretend it's not going to impact you. You will be caught up in this, whether it's homosexuals coming in saying, can I be a student at your school or can I teach at your school or can I be a pastor in your churches? You're going to have to face this at some point, and they may well be suing you, taking you the court. Why are you discriminating against us? So, uh, yeah, none of us have a right to kind of just sit there and look down on the Anglicans. We're all impacted by this. The homosexual activists certainly are not 
selective. They're going after all the churches, in fact, especially the Bible-believing churches, whatever stripe they may be. They are being targeted big time, and we uh, can't uh, sit back and think, oh, we're immune or it won't happen to us. It certainly will happen. And the question is, which way will these churches go? Which way will these denominations go once these uh, full-fledged attacks start taking place? So we all better pray for our brothers and sisters, not only in the Anglican congregation, but all of our churches, because they're all at risk of being targeted by the militants. And things are not getting easier, things won't get better, things are likely to get tougher. And as you say, Bill, pray for brothers and sisters in the Anglican Church and pray in the circumstances that you might have in your own denomination. I'll point people to Bill's latest article. It's entitled, When Churches Go Bad, Fight or Flight. Uh, Also a mention of the book that Bill wrote, uh, as he says, over a decade ago called Strained Relations, The Challenge of Homosexuality. You might want to get a hold of that. You'll be able to get it online or you'll be able to get it, I think, in the Vision Store. And the article that we're referring to today is at BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Many thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.